Hi, everyone. Thank you for tuning in to our podcast today. These podcasts are brought to you in part by our sponsors, who really truly are what make these podcasts possible every week. O'Fallon Nutrition is a company that I've worked with for over 15 years. They're independently owned and operated, located here in O'Fallon, Missouri, right off of Highway K and Mexico Road. I call this place the Whole Foods of St. Charles County, but even if you are not located on this side of the river, it is still worth the drive. I can remember working all the way down at Powerhouse and still sending people out to O'Fallon Nutrition for their supplements. They are more than a supplement company. You can get grass-fed beef, salad dressing, seasoning for your cooking, uh, hair care products, makeup, uh, deodorant, toothpaste, uh, essential oils, and all the vitamins and minerals that you can think of. If you're looking for clean, whole food nutrition, as well as home care, house care, skin care products, O'Fallon Nutrition is your place. You can take a look at them at O'FallonNutrition.com. Or if you'd like to have something shipped, if you're listening to me from outside of St. Louis, you can certainly have items shipped. I know they do free shipping if it's an order over $50. And the phone number is 636-240-5283. Again, it's O'FallonNutrition.com. As well as if um, preparing your food on a weekly basis is your primary excuse for why you're not able to stay on a good clean eating program, which is something that I hear very regularly from my clients, I would ask you to please take the time to check out Pure Plates. It's pureplatesstl.com. They are a phenomenal place. We get our food from there during the week. They deliver to our integrity location. They will deliver to your house. Uh, They also uh, are just available for pickup. You can go to their Chesterfield location or their Kirkwood location and just pick up meals for the day as well as um, just having them delivered right to your door. So if preparing your food is your main excuse for why you cannot stay on a healthy eating program, then I would suggest just stop by Pure Plates. Just try it. If you're trying to lower your blood pressure, you're trying to lower your cholesterol, you're trying to get your blood sugar down, try to do Pure Plates meals for a week and just see how different you feel. These are organic meals. They are gluten-free. If you need them to be, they can be dairy-free. They are soy-free. You're not taking any processed sugars or meat curing agents or preservatives. They really truly believe in nutrient dense meals that are just whole food nutrition. And I've had my clients or I've made recommendations for my clients for years at Pure Plates. It's pureplatesstl.com or you can call them to ask questions at 636-778-3555. Again, remembering that they have a location in Chesterfield as well as in Kirkwood that you can just run by and pick up a meal today. Everyone always asks me where I get my meat from, and given that I really eat meat on a daily basis, um, typically beef primarily, uh, my meat is very important to me. I have an autoimmune condition, and I want grain-free, corn-free meat, and I just haven't found the confidence in stores in knowing that I'm getting 100% grass-fed, grass-finished beef. And I have searched and searched and searched for the right farm, and I have found the farm. It's fedfromthefarm.com, fed, F-E-D, from the farm.com. These 
farmers are amazing. It's a it's it's a family. They're they're here in Missouri and they have the desire just like I do to see people well and to see people healthy and they put a lot into what they do. It's such a wonderful family to support. They do uh, offer 100% grass finished, grass fed, meaning that's it. Uh, a beef and I get my ribeyes, I get uh, you know my ground beef, my ground sirloin, I get my chuck roast. I mean, they basically have everything. They even have awesome jerky, but they also have eggs. They have chickens and they have turkey. I'm planning on getting a turkey uh, for Thanksgiving. And if you'd like lamb, they have that as well. Uh, But if you are in need of good quality grass-fed, grass-finished beef or quality eggs, chicken, turkey, uh, don't don't just settle for what you're getting at the local store. to go out on the internet and check out Fed from the Farm, uh, that you can arrange a pickup or you can have it delivered to your for, for to your home, and I can guarantee you you're going to taste the difference. Uh, for me, it my health actually depends on it, so I really thank God to have found such a great farmer. FedFromTheFarm.com. I hope it blesses you. Welcome to Faith, Fuel, and Fitness, the Integrity Way, with your hosts, John and Debbie Morris from Integrity Training Systems. Hey, everybody. It's so good to be back. I am actually leading the way here, which normally is not the case. My husband's usually the main talker, but I decided today I've got some topics that I want to talk about, so I'll get us started. And I'm interested in hearing what he has to say about some of these topics, so I thought I'd start it off. But I'm also super excited to have Dr. Mike Williams with us. He is actually John's uh, physician and his wife uh, is actually my doctor. So we're super familiar with the Williams family. We love them very much. And he's two doors down uh, from our location at Integrity Training Systems. So we're so happy to have you on the show again, Dr. Mike. We look forward to going into all sorts of different uh, topics today. We usually start our first segment um, talking about you know, battling your way through the day and being strong, being mighty. And we always go through the definition of being a warrior and what a, what being a warrior means to you and just giving you some encouragement on how to battle through the day um, in a better way. And we always remind you that the definition of the word warrior is a brave or experienced soldier or fighter. And so why do we continue to remind you of that? It's because life will hit you and it'll hit you hard and heavy and it'll try to get you off of your path the path of health uh, the path of joy the path of faith and we've got to have some form of equipping to get us back on that path and ultimately what we're trying to do is produce a spirit inside you and create some common discipline habits that get your mindset right so that you don't sink yourself right at the beginning of the day, right at the end of your day, right in the middle of your day with whatever line of thinking that you have. And I was listening to a message from Steve Harvey, of all people, 
it's like he's such a good motivator. He just, you know, right. I know he's a comedian, but he's really a good motivator, too. I don't right. know if you guys listen to him, but. Um, yeah, you send me his links. Well, I do know that you do. <laughs> well, I don't know if you listen to them. No, yeah, that's true. Um, but I was listening to one yesterday about uh, gratitude. And I talk about this often. You know, I have a practice every morning where I wake up and I do some deep breathing. I do a few yoga stretches. And it's just a way to set my nervous system for the day and to kind of get myself started off on the right track. But in that practice, I always start to try and practice, you know, uh, what I call a gratitude uh, practice where I sit down and I actually thank God for so many different things. And I just feel so grateful. And so I start my day in this position. And as I step out of the bed, I'm happy about my life, even though I might be enduring great hardship. I could be having health circumstances. I could be having financial circumstances. There could be, you know, all sorts of things happening at work. But in in spite of those challenges and those difficulties, I'm finding a method to keep my mind on the right track. And so the yoga and the breathing, it's really been a great practice for me. And I'm just interested in you two guys, super successful. Uh, you have a lot of people that you're leading on a regular basis. You know, what do you guys do? I mean, this is me. Seems, you know, I, I, you you know me. I'm always on top of, like, stay positive, you know. But oh, what, well, what does it take I'll for start, you guys? I'll start that. Um, <laughs> yeah, I've got, yeah, I'll go ahead and start this out for us, uh, us strong men. Uh, my three-part dissertation. strong men. Yeah, my three-part dissertation begins with uh, I wake up angry every day. And uh, that's kind of a joke, and it's kind of not. I don't right. wake up well. Um, I have a hard time. I've had a lot of brain issues in my life. Uh, still do have them. Uh, a lot of trauma from getting hit in the head more times than I'd like to admit. And uh, when I wake up, I'm sluggish. I mean, I went through a time period uh, a few years back where I would have sleep paralysis where when I would wake up, I would try to speak with Debbie, and instead my finger would wiggle. I couldn't even, I couldn't even function. Um, so to say I wake up grateful is not true. I, I wake up, and it's a battle for me. It's a battle for me to want to get out of bed. It's a battle for me to want to go to work. It's a battle for me to want to exist a lot of times. How do you um, overcome it? And my overcoming happens by setting disciplines. And so a discipline for me is most days I go into work at 5 a.m. And in the past, I would get up at as late as 4.42. Right. You know, and I'm talking like I have enough time to not pick my pants, just put a pair of pants on, <laughs> put a shirt on, and get out the door. And that's it. And then, of course, I'm stressed out because I'm like, I'm not going to be on time. I mean, there's just so much negativity to moving around like that. So a discipline that I implemented is my alarm goes off every morning at 4 a.m. and I do not snooze. Uh, there's no there's no snooze button for me. I get up at 4. It takes me about 10 minutes to get to work. It takes me about 10 minutes to get ready. There's about a 40-minute window there. And what I've started doing is I use a devotional called Jesus Calling to fill that time. Because if I don't do something, if I don't build something into that time, such as doing a devotional and reading this, my brain says, that's extra time you can go back to sleep. 
Right. And so the way I work is I am good at going. I'm not good at the still. So I sleep until I have to do something. And that getting that something done, once I can get there, then I can be positive. But it truly is a battle for me every day. You know, there I watch Debbie do it, and I know that she struggles and battles as well. But I watch her, and I'm like, man, I would kill to be able to be as positive and as happy as she is. But that's what I actually have to do. I have to kill. I have to kill the emotions. I have to kill the feelings. And I have to fight it. You know, it's not easy for me. And I mean... I know that it might seem like it's easy for me, but sure. it isn't. It truly right. is just, there's just actions. And the reason yeah, why I'm talking discipline. about it, you know, is because I think getting everyone's perspective, this is, this is a stopping point for folks. I mean, they're, they wake up and their whole day, you know, it, it's, it, it starts to revolve around their habits and their thinking, you right. know, I mean, and, and, and what are you doing in the morning to get started off on the right foot? It, you know, it, it could be exercise. It could be making a great smoothie, drinking a, a bulletproof coffee, listening to worship music, listening to a motivational video, something like that. You know, what do you do, Mike? I mean, how do you start your day? Well, I, I yeah, no, I think, I think that's, that's true. Like what you're saying is, is correct. I mean, you have to kind of choose to go into something with a good mood. I mean, you know, you can be half glass full, half glass empty, which is hard. Some people it's very easy for, and some people are very blessed, and it's easy to wake up if you've got no really concerns, health concerns, worries. But, you know, how, you know, it's always interesting if you, you know, you take someone who maybe has financial issues, health issues, and you're like, man, how do they, how do they plug through this stuff? A lot of challenges facing them in the day. Um, I would say for me, I'm kind of the opposite of John. So I'm in the morning. I'm a morning person. So I get up. Oh gosh. I'm kind of like out of bed, no snooze. Um, that's my best time. My I am brain, too. Yeah, yeah. That's what my brain's thinking. Ten o'clock, total opposite. Don't start throwing a bunch of stuff at me. Right, right, right. You're foggy. You're know, running into walls. Major discussions. Yeah. Right, right. No major life event things we need to discuss. Yeah. Um, but I think it's hard. I think I think it's hard for. I mean, I think you know that's part of it is have is being disciplined to. You know, you have to have kind of um, some discipline and, you know, in, in getting things done and, and being on track because if you're just kind of going into the day like, well, I don't really know what I'm going to do. I have no real goals to accomplish today. You, you've got to have that mindset. But, yes. again, it's, it's, it's hard. And I think you constantly have to remind yourself that um, you need to have a positive attitude. You need to, you know, look at the things that you're doing. I mean, we're, we're in a fortunate position, all of us here, that we get to work with people, right. you know. We right. see people at their worst. We see them at their best. Right. Yes. So we are pretty fortunate from that perspective. Yes. Right. That we get, yes. you know, we get to see we, that we perspective get, of people. Yeah, we get to do and, what we get to do. And something I know we're going to talk about as the segments go on with Dr. Mike here on the show is sometimes it's more than just a mindset, though. Yes. You know, sometimes there are elements that are Physiological. physiologically right. out of your right. control, right. and right. that's part of what Dr. Mike works with, and that's something that I even do with Dr. Mike through even my hormone replacement, right. you know, is something as simple as that. I've just recently um, redone my hormones, and it's made a complete difference in my daily energy. You know, do I still deal with fatigue? Sure. Do I still deal with, you know, having to have the right mindset in the morning? Of course, but it's dealable. Right. You know, it's something that becomes copable with versus feeling like the world is, you know, 
pinning you to the bed. Versus feeling like yeah. you've been ran over by a street paver and right. you, right. you just really can't even function or <laughs> right. talk. That's you know, I mean. absolutely. Right. So, you know, the, re the reason why we start with this topic is because we just want to encourage you that whatever your circumstances are, whatever whatever you're going through, we, we just pray that you will battle and that you will take that word maybe and print it up somewhere and just remind yourself whenever you see it, you're going into the refrigerator, going into your office, you know, whatever, wherever it can inspire you that we, we pray that you will take the strong, you know, mighty warrior route through your day and just battle, battle strong. And this is what we help people do, you know, every day at Integrity. Our environment is positive. It, it's uplifting. It's full of light. And we really just try to encourage and inspire people. For more information on Integrity Training Systems, a six-month nutrition program, or uh, to meet with our uh, personal trainers for a free personal fitness assessment, you can take a look at us at Integrity Training Systems com, or for some gluten-free, dairy-free, nutrient-dense baked goods, you can take a look at my bakery at sophiesbakery.com. so good to be back. I'm glad to be in the studio with my husband, John Morris, and with Dr. Mike Williams with Ultra Wellness Medical. Uh, we are just two doors down from Dr. Mike Williams, and he has a concierge-style practice, which is preventative health care, basically. And what I love about that is that you can go to the doctor, and the doctor is not just trying to identify you know, what medication that he can give you for whatever is buzzing on the body at that time. He's thinking ahead of how can we prevent, uh, you know, any medical events? How can we prevent disease in your body? And what can we do to equip you to be the best version of yourself? And always looking outside the box and kind of trying to figure out what's that next thing that's coming on the market that I can do that can really help my clients. Dr. Mike, we're so happy to have you here. Well, thank you. you know, I know that you're, we're going to get into some details of some very specific uh, topics, but I do want to mention to everyone that you do concierge medicine, but you also do hormone replacement therapy, right. as well as you have um, IV therapy that you offer. I send clients for that often. Mm -hmm. um, you also have a laser that mm -hmm. you work with. Right. Uh, and then uh, we, I also scan, send clients down for the body scan equipment that you have uh, just for them to be able to get measurements and, and determine, you know, what their body fat percentage is. Speaking of just because it's January of fat loss and just kind of going into the topic of fat loss, I don't want to say it from a perspective of just caring about how we look. You know, when clients are meeting with you, you care about the fat loss because you're trying to get their health and get them equipped, you right. know, with good health. Right. And when they're overweight, you know, I know that there are drugs on the market now that are really targeting. I mean, maybe they're more uh, in relation to uh, blood sugar, but they're truly targeting a better ability to lose body fat and mm -hmm. to burn more body fat so right. that we can get them to a healthier place. What types of drugs are we looking at now and what I mean like what who would take these 
Well, so so always, you know, always the baseline I tell patients too with the medications that you know you have to have your diet. You have to you know be on par with your diet. You have to have a plan. Um, and exercise is important too. Um, yes. <clears throat> so really, there's you know there's been medications out for years. Some of the newer ones are actually what they're called GLP-1 agonists. Um, and basically, those are just those are drugs that were initially marketed with diabetes because they work on a they're actually peptides, so they're small units of amino acids, so they're less than the size of a protein. But they actually um, are stimulated normally in our distal intestine. And so when you eat something, there's that 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 feedback that just causes those 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 hormones those peptides to be released. And what they do is they slow down some of the emptying of the stomach, and they, they also work centrally in your brain to kind of help with hunger so you feel full. Oh. So, so that's kind of how they're working. So they were initially with diabetes. Um, they noted, you know, those were, those were used, and they were marketed for that and, and successful for that. And then they noticed a lot of weight loss, and then they actually got FDA approval for weight loss. So some of those are common now. You see them on, I don't, I don't even have a TikTok account, but I hear them. So like right. semaglutide, Ozempic, Wigovi, those are some of the big, okay. you know, Magerno, those are some of the bigger names. Okay. And so those are just, and so uh, those are like a tool in the tool bag. They're really the best medication, I guess you're going to say prescription medication type things that we have for weight loss. They have the highest percentage of of body weight, you know, loss. So that can be somewhere in the like 14% of body weight over time. People, you know, uh, that are on those medications. The, you have to go really slow. So those are injectables. So there's there's one group that's a once a day. Most of them are like once a week. And you have to kind of go slow because if you go too fast, people will feel nauseous and feel sick to the stomach. Sure. Okay. Have a few side effects. But if you go slow and kind of titrate in, people typically do well with them. And basically what they're noticing is they're just noticing a decrease in their appetite. So Again, the problem with that is that's great if you're eating well, but obviously right. if you're kind of eating, you know, uh, ho, you know, hostess ho ho for breakfast, and right. you know, and you're right. eating cheesecake, and yeah, you don't eat a whole lot. You're not that hungry, but you're eating really bad food that's high, you know, full of calories. You're still so not gonna feel well. you're still not gonna feel well. You're not gonna lose a lot of weight. So, but in the right setting, you know, with with a good diet, so more of a whole you know, nutrient diet with you know protein and vegetables and. You know, again, that could help, and especially, too, with all the carb cravings that people have and the wanting, wanting to snack at late night. That's what we probably see the biggest thing is it just kind of helps pull that back so maybe they're not as prone to snack in the middle of the day, a little less, maybe the size of the meal is smaller now. Okay. They're not snacking at night, so that's where that can really help. That's great. Yeah. That's great. So this yeah. is sort of coupled with, you know, this needs to be coupled with a clean eating diet. Mm -hmm. So, you know, this is very helpful for me with what I do if I'm doing a six-month nutrition program with someone and I can really tell that they're they're just struggling mm -hmm. and you know, usually that's when I'm going to send someone your direction mm -hmm. you know because it's I can tell they're trying they're putting forth the effort but they're just not getting the result and they're struggling maybe more than I feel like they should mm -hmm. and I know the nutrients are in balance you know so they can you know we can plug in you know uh, you can plug in a medication like this coupled mm -hmm. with the diet, coupled right. with the exercise, and likely get a little bit further well, with it. Well, it seems like it helps with some of the things that we see people struggle with is we see people struggle a lot more with the psychology than anything. Mm -hmm. I mean, that's the primary struggle I see in my clients is, well, I was snacking because I felt hungry, and that's just what I do. Mm -hmm. Whereas if you're not hungry, then maybe you aren't going to be as prone to do that. So it's going to kind of take the edge off of some of the stuff we we deal with right. you know one thing i see too um and, and sometimes you know in, in those cases and I, I think the biggest under under 
I get, I get you know underutilized uh, tool that we have is really exercise and and, I, and you know you can't you can't like exercise your way to good health by itself right but it's a big one you know and the problem is and and so even those medications if you have somebody that's really tight on their diet so if they're really following a clean diet they're really like on par those medicines won't work sometimes on those individuals because you know they're they're already on target they're right. they're not exactly. really snacking they're eating well so you know yeah they maybe eat a little less of the good food you know so those are the, it's those are sometimes people that it, you really have to ratchet up the exercise. That's what I typically find is people do really well maybe that way. Their diets, you know, if they're doing well, they've lost weight, their diet's good, but then they don't go to that next level with the exercise to build increase their metabolism. You Absolutely, know, or I, like thyroid or yes. lots of other things. Yes. Well, I like the way you worded that as far as being a tool. I think it's yeah. all tools. You know, yes. I think the medication's a tool, exercise is a tool, but the baseline is trying to eat right so that right. you're in a healthy place and then using those tools to go further. Yes, I definitely want to talk about the exercise a little bit more in the next segment and just kind of relate it maybe a little bit to blood sugar as well. But this is what we do, you know, and this is why we love being able to couple and partner partner with people like Dr. Mike, you know, we'll take someone through a six month nutrition program and we can work with Dr. Mike on, you know, setting up a program to where, you know, if we feel like they need to take things one step further, Dr. Mike can meet with them, run blood work. He can suggest a continuous glucose monitor. He can put them, you know, in a scan so we can get an exact idea where measurements are. There's just so many different factors. He can start looking into the thyroid. He can look into the gut. He can you know, look into the numbers when it comes to um, anything that could, you know, make it less possible for them to be effective on the weight loss. And again, this is just a weight loss conversation that we're having. There's so many different areas that we could even go to. But for our clients and from my perspective as a health coach, it just helps so much to be able to have a doctor in your corner because there's only so much I can do with food and ultimately a lot of times if a person was getting the right uh i would say assistance from their doctor they wouldn't always be in my office doing what they were doing so i'm so happy to have dr mike it's dr mike williams and he is with ultrawellnessmedical.com and you can get more information at 636-333-9820 and don't forget to take a look at us at integritytrainingsystems.com so good to be back. We are in the studio today with Dr. Mike Williams, of course, here with my husband, John Morris, both of us from Integrity Training Systems. Uh, I am a health coach. I work with people on their nutrition. I do a six-month nutrition program. I tell a person exactly what to eat. I tell them where to buy it, how to prepare it. I have cookbooks giving them instruction on on all the different types of recipes. We really do all that we can from a nutrition perspective to try to get a person on the best track possible. John is a personal trainer. We both own our own fitness center and we do all that we can to try to encourage, motivate, and inspire folks to be healthy or to be the best version of themselves that they can be. With personal training, if a person is not on their food or eating a clean diet, the personal trainer's first approach is always 
is going to be to suggest to do a nutrition program because John can train and train and train and train a person but if they're eating bad food every single day they're just simply not going to get the result well, as we were talking last segment uh, with Dr. Mike and he said you know sometimes it's not so much that they need the drug it's that they actually need to amp up their exercise I have had this happen several times where I work with clients they are very diligent with their food and I mean very diligent I do, I'm telling you they don't put a speck of bad food in their body I am a hundred percent confident I, I know John was an interrogation specialist at one point but I feel like I'm pretty good <laughs> I'm pretty good at identifying if That's someone is people on their can't plan lie to you right. well and when they do they're like it's so blatantly obvious right. I mean I, right. I wish when I would have interviewed people back in the day they would have been as obvious as they are with you right yeah. so you know if someone's doing it or not but I've had those those cases where they really are not exercising and you know you don't want to try to feel like you're trying to push them to spend money in your gym but they need to get somewhere and they need to do something mm -hmm. and it it has to be consistent a lot of times people are just not consistent they'll say well I'm walking and I'm like but it's 22 you know if it's 22 degrees out I don't not everybody's walking outside and right. sometimes it's not even safe to be walking outside so what's the next fit what's the next step well you can't just go two weeks without exercising then just because it's winter and it's cold out you have to have a next play like what is that going to be i think that's a big piece of the puzzle that is missing with people they just they might commit to that food but then they just don't make the commitment to exercise or they 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 get it all geared up here in January, and then it, it like by February or March it goes down. Mm -hmm. I mean, I really feel like that impacts the body, but it definitely impacts the metabolism. Right. From a medical perspective, you know, tell me how dramatic that can be for the body when you amp it up, then amp it down, or when you're just not doing it at all, but still expecting to lose weight. Right. Well, yeah, it's tough. So I think I think you know, obviously. Um, you know, we all, everybody has their own kind of the way, the way they've lived and their own routines. So sometimes that's hard if exercise is not part of your routine. Now you're, now you've made changes in your diet and now you have to change your exercise. So that's like, there's some major life changes. Yes. But I think in a way you have to do those things if you're, you know, if you're going to kind of look and what, what are the next 20, 30 years of my life going to be? What's my quality of life? You can't just kind of hit one thing and think that's just the only answer. You got to hit multiple areas to, to improve that. And so exercise is huge because we see people as they get older i mean we just get weaker so uh, most americans don't get enough uh, meat in their diet protein um, even if you are a meat eater a lot of times you're not getting enough protein or at least the right types of protein so that's an issue we see you know sarcopenia or muscle weakness as we get older so and that's probably the biggest cause that ends lands someone in a nursing home as they get older you know they fall they're too weak to get out of a chair they don't have good balance so that's an issue, which is important. Again, as you get older, you, you know, hopefully maintaining muscle mass um, and not letting it, you know, kind of get weaker as you get older and try to trying to regain it when you're 70. Yes, it's getting skin kind of late at that point. Um, and then also just huge for, I mean, that's the number one skeletal muscle. The peripheral muscle is the biggest thing that how we use utilize our, our glucose, our blood our blood glucose. So um, you need to have, you know, that that's a big factor as far as metabolism, as far as keeping your blood sugar down, exercise. So, um, so I mean, those are that's just kind of a big key key um, environment that you know people have to be you know cautious about and make sure that they're on top of. 
So what, how, what is the benefit of strength training and blood sugar? I mean, how does strength training relate to blood sugar? I mean, it can, it can help to lower the blood sugar. Right. And, you know, I think phenomenally, and it's yeah. such a great addition, especially yeah. if people are not doing it and they're dealing with issues. Of course, you, you know, progress yourself into it, but what are those benefits? Well, so that's, so that's actually, so they've actually done studies. If you take, um, you know, people that are not diabetic, and they did this on like, I think it was Harvard, like, you know, healthy Harvard, you know, undergraduate kids that were inactive. And they actually, um, you know, notice when you give them glucose and you do things, you know, you can actually get them to a point of almost diabetes without exercise. You know, they can have these, all of a sudden, you know, they don't have diabetes and they're not overweight. They don't have all these metabolic issues, but in the right setting without exercise, they don't utilize the, the glucose that they have available. Their muscles are not burning it up. And um, and so as a result, you know, they, the muscles get more fat in them, and then that is a that's the beginning of insulin resistance. Yes. And you can actually there's some studies where you can actually take type one diabetics who need insulin. They don't make insulin, but if you can exercise them enough, they will actually burn enough glucose through other means. You know, minus the insulin receptors that that are necessary, and they'll actually lower their sugar that way. So I mean. It's a it's a big deal, um, you know. Definitely, you know, increasing your muscle mass, increasing exercise, um, all help to be boost your metabolism, so you can you know burn glucose better, burn fatty acids better, and and, and lower your blood sugar. So. You were, John, you just had, I guess it's the two of us together, obviously, but it's been about four months now. You took on a, a client, I think he's 13, oh, and yeah. uh, found out that he had fatty liver disease mm, yeah. at, at 13, 13. Mm -hmm. you know, and, and, and was over, you know, overweight. Well, he was playing video games on a regular basis, mm -hmm. um, really no... Well, it's, it's all he could do. Right. I mean, he didn't feel well enough to, mm -hmm. to be active, so he just mm -hmm. wasn't. I mean, he, he wasn't active at all. All. Mm -hmm. I mean, he would play video games when he could. He went to school, but outside of that, he wasn't really doing anything. His mom had started trying to get him into kickboxing, but she even said, and she kind of thought something was wrong. I mean, well, she knew something was wrong with him because she knew of his, his health situation, but she kind of thought that he should want to put in a little more effort almost because when he would go to kickboxing, he wasn't even really hitting as hard. And she's like, I think he can do better than that. But she put together, he's just gassed by this time of day because he literally doesn't have any energy, mm -hmm. you know? And so now what, I mean, like, what was the verdict? I know he's gone through the nutrition program with me and his mom really, really dove in. And his I mean, whole family's done amazing week, on it. A week off work just to get prepared. Uh, prepared and get yeah. everything ready Good. so well his numbers are in a position now it's been about four months now uh that he is actually his doctor has considered him in remission for fatty liver disease wow. so he's no longer you know contending with that or pre-diabetic um, and, and i don't know what the i don't know the numbers this goes above my head you both probably do but whatever number it was that he had to get below to be recognized as not having fatty liver it was originally 90 what do you know what remember what number that was debbie no okay so this this number that is 90 um is what's the register of having fatty liver disease and the doctor had told the mom that for them to consider him to not have fatty liver disease he would have to get below 50 to 60 and that that isn't something she should expect him to be able to do through food and exercise uh, because she had requested you know a few months to try to work with us having been referred by a friend mm -hmm. and so after a few months of working with us they went back they got the retest he dropped about 40 pounds and that number was 30 
Wow. So it it had actually been cut, reduced by sixty six percent. Three months, um, and that was at three months. Mm-hmm. Um, and so the doctor actually even went as far as to say like that shouldn't be able to happen, and was interested in learning what it was that had occurred because that just doesn't happen. Those numbers aren't easy, but. To Dr. Mike's point, um, he said, you know, food is something that everybody should be getting in line. Mm-hmm. That's something that everybody should have baselined at. And they really tackled that head on mm-hmm. for him. Mm-hmm. You take a kid that was eating like a kid, like mm-hmm. a standard American teenager, mm-hmm. and you turn them into someone who's eating as clean as potentially possible. And it literally altered not only his current health, but the course of his life. Yeah, I mean, he's not going to be dealing with fatty liver disease so long as he keeps himself on this track. And that's that's huge. Oh, and he just is so confident now yeah. too. It's amazing. Oh, his energy's so through amazing. the roof, and he and he yeah. acknowledges it. He understands that yeah. he yeah. could always revert wow. to that, and he doesn't want to do that. Mm-hmm. Well, and hopefully, and, well, it's crazy because you know you're talking about. I mean, we're talking about a 13 year old, right? We're talking about right. A 50-year-old. Yes, no, exactly. Right. And so you're hoping like he's going to have a lifespan into his 80s, right? And it's like he's got like 70. I mean, how's he going to live 70 years, right? Right. If at 13 he's right. already pre-diabetic and yes. fatty liver, exactly. Yes. Right. He's not going he's to, not going and to. that's the conversation so that crazy. I had with him in regards to when I'll mention. I don't make it so doom and gloom, but when I when I talk to him about his future, is you know, look, man, you've got your whole life ahead of mm-hmm. you, you know, and that wasn't always the case you know you were you were set up in such a position that you could have a shortened lifespan and now you get to go forth and have a full life so don't take that for granted right absolutely good for his mom i mean oh yeah family what a you know who knows how that's all gonna you know the dynamics that they've changed their whole yeah they have they've really significantly they've really done it she's she's lost weight and gotten healthier uh her husband has as well Mm -hmm. the daughter has Mm -hmm. as well daughter has some other medical issues that she's dealing with severe uh gluten allergy and just Mm -hmm. uh, you know she just they've been able to uncover a lot of this and they came to me we did nutrition the whole entire family has really dove in and and really made a difference if if you would think just just a couple of really brief ways if if someone is insulin resistant what what would be those symptoms like what do you think they'd be feeling you know signs and signal of of insulin resistance well and there's not always specific signs of that you know insulin resistance Mm -hmm. because we see that a lot we see that a lot in people the problem with insulin resistance is you could have a normal blood sugar and so you can only really tell insulin resistance if you do like a like a glucose tolerance test mm-hmm. so you and, and even some of those if you don't check insulin with that you could actually find that their blood sugar is fine so we see a lot of people you get a fasting blood sugar it's like maybe in the 80s 90s which is normal so less than 100 let's say is kind of normal um, you might even see like a three-month blood sugar average hemoglobin a1c that's normal but you check some fasting insulins. Normally, you want to see a fasting insulin ideally below eight, definitely below ten. I'll see insulin levels like twenty-five, thirty. Mm-hmm. So they're pumping a ton of insulin out in order to keep their sugars down, and that's going to last for so long. And all of a sudden, they're going to now. Then all of a sudden, the sugars are going to start popping up. Yes. And you're going to be in that diabetic state. So right. and okay. so, like you do a glucose tolerance test, they'll even you know you give someone basically check fasting blood blood glucose on them give them 75 grams of a sugary drink that they drink and then you check their blood work like every half hour to an hour uh, over several hours you can actually see some of those people have a pretty normal glucose response like the glucose will stay kind of down the sugar will stay down but if you check insulin it'll be 
right. it can be off the wire, you know, just super high. And I think that and I so, think that's a big factor. That's kind of what I want to talk about in the next segment is just sort of this preventative healthcare concept and working with a doctor that would be thinking outside of the box like that, like is your doctor checking fasting insulin? I think that sounds like it's an important um, measure for sure. For more information on Dr. Mike Williams, you can take a look at ultrawellnessmedical.com or give them a call at 636-333-9820. For more information on a six-month nutrition program with us at Integrity Training Systems, you can take a look at us at integritytrainingsystems.com or give us a call at 636-299-2208 and for gluten-free, dairy-free, nutrient-dense baked goods delivered to your doorstep, you can take a look at my bakery at sophiesbakery.com. So good to be back in the studio with my husband, John Morris, and Dr. Mike Williams. Uh, Dr. Mike Williams is two doors down from our location out in Winghaven, uh, our Integrity Training Systems Winghaven location. It is ultrawellnessmedical.com. He's a concierge medical doctor. And I want to talk a little bit about in this segment about preventative care, proactive medicine. I'm going to use the example of myself. Um, Both of my parents have had heart attacks. My dad um, worked out six days a week, always took one day off my entire life. I've been in the gym with my dad. I mean, I had my first, I think, personal trainer when I was in the sixth grade. I've always exercised. Uh, We ate a relatively clean diet. We had a garden out back. I mean, we, we stayed pretty healthy. My dad ate potato chips and a few other things too, you know, but, um, you know, he ate the healthy food too, he ate some other things. But my dad um, was at the gym when he passed out and they uh, used the AED and got his heart wow. back into rhythm. Wow. Um, my lucky. mom and dad were at Gold's Gym and the, the personal trainer there saved my dad's life. Uh, he went into heart, sur- they took him to heart surgery and also put a, um, oh gosh, uh, a pacemaker in. And he was in the hospital for 41 days. Mm-hmm. So my mom also had a heart attack and they put two stents in and she was in the hospital for about three days. Um, so both of my parents have had heart attacks, my dad mm-hmm. being very healthy. Um, I've spent the majority of my life exercising. I mean, I, I don't, there's never really been a time of, of always had a clean diet other than when I was a kid. You know, I ate a lot of candy and cookies and all <laughs> kinds of stuff right. like that. But ultimately I sit here and I think, what can I do? I mean, what type of preventative steps can I be taking at 47 years old to not have a heart attack in my right, 70s, right. Yeah, that's you good. know? Well, that's the number one killer, right, still. Mm-hmm. So that's still the number mm-hmm. one killer for people. And, you know, and, and we see, I mean, a couple of statistics, you know, half of cardiac events like that happen before the age of 65. So sometimes we think of it as like, an, you know, something that happens when you get older. Um, which no, my dad scary. was 64. Yeah, so you're yeah. 64. Mm-hmm. And you sometimes see it in, you know, 40-year-olds and 50-year-olds mm-hmm. and it's otherwise seemingly healthy. 
And, you know, and not quite as often, but about 30% of the time, that's the first sign, you know, someone has, you know, like sudden death, you know, where that's the first sign they have of heart disease. So they just have a heart attack, drop dead. You know, they had no other real symptoms. So they yes. didn't really get a warning sign. So that's a scary st- statistic, too. Again, if you're... 80s 90s maybe it's that's a good way to go but right. when you're younger that's not a good way you know it's so like your dad i mean he would have been a probably an example of that he probably didn't have symptoms and then he just bam yes you know, just hit him and he was lucky that they but had he also there. you know he he was going to the doctor on a regular basis they were checking his cholesterol they were checking his blood pressure mm-hmm. you know so it wasn't as if he was hiding from from right. you know taking care of himself either right you know and, and really when you look at it when we look at that i mean the big Big five risk factors or kind of big risk factors tend to be, you know, high you know, high cholesterol. So some people just genetically have really high cholesterol. That's a that's a risk factor for heart disease. Diabetes. So we were just talking earlier. You know, sugar issues. You know, metabolic syndrome. Elevated blood sugars as a risk factor. Smoking. Um, family history, which you can't do much about. So that's you, you're kind of born through genetics. And then um, high blood pressure. Do I say high blood pressure? Mm-hmm. Okay. That no. yeah, yeah. That's, so that's mm-hmm. the other one. So those are really the big ones. Probably the big five type things that that we see, um, um, you know, as far as contributing to heart disease, you know, that are risk factors. Um, preventative it's difficult. So obviously you have, you know, if you're if you're doing those things, then we start looking at like cholesterol. So that's obviously one thing is you want to get in with somebody, make sure you know your numbers, so you know. You know, for some people, they don't even see the doctor, so they have no clue. You know, right. is their blood pressure elevated? Is their sugar elevated? Right. Is their cholesterol elevated? So that's probably the first step: is just getting some basic labs, checking your blood pressure, getting those kinds of things. We check. I, you know, I do in our practice. You know, we look at some other parameters. We look at some markers for inflammation in the blood. You know, vascular inflammation. We look um, for some genetic markers for one's called lipoprotein little a, which is a genetic marker. That's kind of the bad, that's LDL. It's a form of LDL or bad cholesterol. You know, you people hear of good cholesterol, which mm-hmm. is HDL, bad cholesterol, quote unquote, which is LDL. And we know that if you have high levels of LDL, <clears throat> independent of other risk factors, there is, a, there is a higher risk of heart disease with that if you follow people. And so we'll check some of these other markers, some of these other genetic inflammatory markers. And that kind of doesn't mean you're a heart attack waiting to happen if those are high, but it's really moving the needle to one side, like how aggressive do we need, maybe need to be in treating? Okay. So how aggressive do we need to do, you know, tightening up diet? How aggressive do we need to maybe consider like a cholesterol medication? So mm-hmm. not everybody should just be on a cholesterol medication. We shouldn't just dump in the water, but there are certain people that, you know, have heart disease or maybe really high risk that, you know, need to be on something. And then sometimes we'll also do screening with things, you know, I don't know if people have probably heard, you know, uh, CT scans, but we'll do like calcium. Yes, that was a question I had, yes. Yeah, calcium Mm -hmm. CT scans. So what those look like, they're called calcium artery or um, coronary artery CT scans. What they do is they're not giving us a direct, like, percentage of how much blockage. It's not like a virtual 3D image of your arteries, but it's telling us, like, how much calcium is in the coronary arteries. And in relation to that, your body lays down calcium when there's inflammation. So it's kind of a measurement of like how long, if you've had kind of some ongoing inflammation in those arteries, you'll see more calcium. And so it's, it's a <clears throat> pretty inexpensive, really easy test to at least get some kind of sense of, you know, is the cat out of the bag, so to speak? Do you have inflammation in the arteries, which might indicate, again, how aggressive do we need to be in treating this person? Yes. You know, and it, and it doesn't mean, and it doesn't, you know, also mean that because you have some good parameters and all that, it's like, oh, now you don't have to worry about it. You can just keep doing, eat a bad lifestyle, don't exercise. But, right. But, you know, those are all metrics that we use to really tighten people up and, 
you know, and, and, and diet, again, it comes down a lot to diet, you know, um, really tightening that up and tightening up exercise and then maybe adding medications and stuff to, to decrease that risk. And I think two things, two questions I get a lot, you know, and I'd, li- I'd rather like to have you, I can sit here and talk about it, but I'd like to have you talk about it, is how can a person raise their HDL and um, how, you know, what are the, what are you looking at when you have high triglycerides? What does that really mean? Does that mean that you're eating too much fat? Does it mean you're eating too much cholesterol? Does that mean you're eating too many carbs, too much mm-hmm. sugar? You know, what would you say, um, what is, in your opinion, is the answer? So raising HDL, there's, that's always, that's been a big topic of debate. Um, for years, that's, that's called the good cholesterol, quote, good cholesterol. And really, that's that's not it's not a specific cholesterol. It's just a lipoprotein. So it's a it's a protein that actually transports cholesterol throughout the body because cholesterol is kind of a fat, and so just like oil and water, they don't mix. So you need to have some kind of a protein transporter to transport it in that liquidy plasma that we have. And so it's the same cholesterol. It's just it's a particle that's present in the blood. And so. It seems that higher levels are better, but there's some question about that. They did some studies several years ago where we actually came up with medications and trying to raise the HDL, and they found that that really didn't lower heart heart disease. You know, you could raise these levels. That was going to be like the next big thing. Mm-hmm. Put you on, you know, have a, have some type of medicine that lowers your bad cholesterol, raise your good cholesterol. Um, <clears throat> so the biggest thing with that, typically, is some of it's genetics. So some people are just fortunate they have higher HDL. Uh, exercise is a big factor in diet. You yeah, know, those are all big smoking not smoking, all those things can kind of help increase the HDL. Um, the question with like triglycerides, um, definitely we see that, you know, kind of that metabolic syndrome or elevated blood sugar, obesity tends to raise triglycerides. So we do see in diabetics, they have more triglycerides present. Some of that too is genetics. Mm-hmm. <coughs> Sometimes just genetic people uh, don't clear triglycerides from the liver. And normally we'd like to see triglycerides less than 150, for example, if you're fasting. And so those are important you have to do in a fasting state. If you don't fast for like 8 to 12 hours before you get blood work, they'll be kind of artificially high. Yes. But we'll see people with triglycerides of 1,000. Yes. You know, or yes. higher, much higher. Yes, I've had clients like that. <laughs> and that puts some risk for cardiovascular disease, but also even pancreatitis. So that's, yes. that's probably when you start getting at those levels the pancreas can get inflamed because of those triglycerides and that can be a, a you know a severe condition that people can suffer from so that's yeah. great information yeah. i you know i, I want to recommend dr mike uh he is a wonderful doctor for john and also i have several clients that are going to see dr mike it's a nice private facility and you're going to get care that's just at an exceptional level for more information on dr mike williams please take a look at him at ultrawellnessmedical.com also, you can give him a call at 636-333-9820. We really appreciate you coming on, Dr. Mike, and we appreciate well, all you. of thank your you information. For yeah, yes. Thanks. For more information on a six-month nutrition program with us at Integrity Training Systems, you can take a look at us at IntegrityTrainingSystems.com or give us a call at 636-299-2208. And don't forget about my personal bakery. It is gluten-free, dairy-free, nutrient-dense baked goods that we deliver right to your doorstep at sophiesbakery.com. We pray that you all have a healthy week, a strong week, and that you battle through it like a warrior. God bless you.